there. This is a Block Club Chicago podcast. I'm John Hanson, and this is the It's All Good edition. Thank you so much for listening today. I think we all have a little extra pep in our step this week here in Chicago with the warmer temperatures we had and uh, a lot of November sunshine sure was nice. We have a lot of great stories to get to today, and I first wanted to introduce you to, or maybe you've known about this place. After all, it's a legendary spot just over the Chicago border in Oak Park. Val's Halla Records. It's been around for 50 plus years and now seems to be as popular as ever as a new generation falls in love with vinyl. They're also fostering their own musical talents at the store through a partnership with the School of Rock program in Oak Park. You're going to hear the voice of the school's musical director, Ethan Loafman, in a moment, as well as some of the kids in the program. But first, I had to get to know the record store's GM, Shane Blakely, and find out all about Val's Halla. I myself have been here 21 years now. Why? Why? Yeah. Because I'm a lunatic. (laughs) I had originally worked at a music store in Michigan where I grew up and saw High Fidelity, decided, yeah, I kind of just want to have my own record store in Chicago, so I'm going to go do that instead. I own this store called Championship Vinyl. It's located in a neighborhood that attracts the bare minimum of window shoppers. Do you just listen to music all day? Like, that's what I envision someone who runs a record store is, is that music's always playing. Yeah, pretty much. I can't imagine selling pens for a living, but I can sell this all day long. I can talk to customers and be passionate about it. It's a product that I love. There have been different periods where it's like, oh, how much longer are we going to be able to do this? And do I got to call it quits? Then you have periods of time where it's like, oh, wait, okay, this is viable. Kids are into this again. So vinyl is in right now. I mean, like, kids love it. Yeah, and it has been for quite a while. Why? For a number of reasons. You pick up the thing and it looks so much more shiny and impressive. And yes, sure, you've got all the Led Zeppelin records on your iPod. Well, I have the original classic vinyl. You have bragging rights. You're the coolest guy in the room. So there's a bit of that. What does listening to good music mean and do for you? Well, it depends on the genre, it depends on the day and what vibe I'm going for. Okay. And there's always everyone, especially the music that they listen to in their like early teenage formative years, that means a different thing. No matter what it is, this is the song that I heard the first time I made out with somebody or smoked a joint. Like it, it's immediately visceral and takes you back to a certain time and place. The crates, the the handwritten description mm-hmm. of who it is. I mean, that's what a record store feels like to me. And it should. Got to keep this place kind of grungy. Like, it's got to be a little weird. Some things have to be just a little off kilter. Even when we moved to this location, there was a built-in stage, and they offered to take that out during the build-out. And we're like, are you insane? (laughs) Of course we want to keep the stage. That is so good. And in recent years, we've been able to push that further. More frequent acts, dealing with the younger kids. I did choir or like a band thing at my middle school and then my mom like saw a performance and was like, wait, you're kind of good. So then she actually kind of like looked at stuff and we found School Rock. So School of Rock is a performance-based music education program. Um, Our core program is uh, mostly kids between the ages of 8 and 18, where we really just heavily focus on teaching music through rock and roll and being on stage playing real live rock shows. 
Currently, right now, we have 500 students. It's like this really tight-knit community, especially in the show team and the house band. Everyone knows each other, everyone respects each other. It's, it's really nice. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the band. To the band. It's kind of mind-boggling that the students that are going to play were not alive when School of Rock came out. Right, yeah, it's, it's pretty mind-boggling for me too. Yeah, that's actually, yes. <laughs> it's kind of a mind trip in general. Yeah, yeah. But I think it just speaks to how talented some of these young students are. Yes. We're able to offer them something that their, their interests align with what they want to do to progress as a musician. When I'm performing, there is that rush, that feeling that, that you get when you're playing like a cool solo. It's like the adrenaline, like, ooh. It's just this really nice feeling that scratches the right part of your brain. It's, this, it's, it's just really fun. I think it's awesome. I feel like I've made a lot of friends. I feel like I've opened myself up a lot. Like, I became a more confident person. I feel like I'm more open, so it was really cool to... I mean, as a vocalist, you kind of have to be, right? Yeah. Is it a different Gabby on stage than it is here? No, <laughs> maybe, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Having a bunch of people pack up this record store, just coming to see your band play, and just like screaming, like having fun, it's, it's a really surreal experience. What does having a place like this in Oak Park mean with School of Rock? So I, I think Oak Park in general is just a very special community. It's very diverse, and it's so cool to have something like Val's, you know, like this legendary record store where our students can come and play shows once a month. You know, they form bands, they play shows here, and they get exposed to like all this legendary historical music. With such a, you know, amazing building, amazing staff, um, it's a really special thing, I think, that the kids get to have this connection with the real life record store, you know. Val's Hallow Records at 239 Harrison Street in Oak Park. Okay, let's hear some stories from our great Block Club Chicago reporters. You know we live in one of the most walkable cities in the country, and a group of Southside High School students have found a way to spice up your casual stroll. Block Club Chicago's Maxwell Evans with their story. When I moved to the Southside, I vowed to never let certain aspects of the community become mundane. Lake Michigan, the South Shore Cultural Center's color palette, the imposing figure of the Museum of Science and Industry, even though I pass these on a near daily basis, they remain beautiful and inspiring to me. That's the exact mindset that inspired five local teens to create audio walking tours of Hyde Park and release them for free through the Chicago Strolls app. The teens take you through the common landmarks of their world, like the 51st Street Viaduct or Uncle Joe's Jerk Chicken, and share a bit of history and personal ties to each spot. Zaire Green is a Whitney Young freshman whose tour, fittingly, covers a lot of green landmarks around 57th Street. Also, was kind of a clever thing because my last name is Green. He said that his tour and the four others can help people connect with their surroundings and not take for granted the beauty that surrounds them every day. Zaire and his friends, Carmen, Caden, Carly, and Denaya, had a wonderful opportunity to develop their writing, research, and narration skills through this project. But not only that, they got paid $1,500 and owned the rights to the final projects. That means that as these kids go on to study a creative major in college or pursue a creative career, they'll have a wonderful start to their portfolios. It's our own thought, so we get to keep it and we get to use it. 
Okay, here's an opportunity for you to get involved. The St. Hyacinth Basilica, which is an Avondale landmark, needs some help. Block Club Chicago's Alex V. Hernandez has the details. The church was built in Avondale over 100 years ago by Chicago's Polish immigrants. Because it's such an old structure, it requires constant maintenance, similar to an old house. When I was speaking to the church leaders, they told me they had completed two years of restoration to the church's largest tower. However, there's additional work that needs to be done just throughout the year for proper maintenance. And as anyone who's owned a house for a long period of time knows, when a contractor drops by, they usually find seven or eight other things to fix, which is usually the case with this church. Now, one of the problems the church is currently facing is dwindling parishioner congregation size compared to what they used to be. A couple of years ago, the church closed, and that has also helped to diminish the size of people who attend on a regular basis. Because of the architectural importance of this specific church and the fact that it's a basilica, which is a rare designation given out by a pope, previously Pope John Paul II, church leaders are hoping that outside of the church's congregation, neighbors, architectural fans, and even people who like birds will help restore and maintain this historic structure. The reason I bring up birds is because there's actually a peregrine falcon that lives in one of the towers, and apparently some of the Chicago birders enjoy heading out to the Alvindale area to watch the falcon hunt pigeons. Thanks, Alex. All right, a popular Southside bakery taking its business to the next level. Block Club Chicago's Otavia Reed explains how it's expanding on its sweet success. Fans of Brown Sugar Bakery's sweet desserts are in for a treat just in time for the holiday season. Owner Stephanie Hart opened her manufacturing facility in Ashburn late last month at the former site of Cupid Candies. Now that she has this facility, Hart will be able to bake even more of those gooey caramel cakes that we've grown to love and also expand her life is sweet candy business. She'll also be able to partner with brands that you might know of. She recently inked the deal with Angelica's Bakery, and she'll begin baking cakes underneath the brand name as soon as this holiday season. Hart said her journey was made possible because of city and state funding, and she hopes to serve as a beacon of light for entrepreneurs who start small and want to go big. Now let's head to the northwest side. Plans are in the works for more affordable housing in Humboldt Park. Block Club Chicago's Ariel Perella shares what more is needed to get the project up and running. So we all know that affordable housing is a big issue everywhere all over the city. And here in the 26th Ward, we're seeing a rapid gentrification and displacement similar to Logan Square and Avondale. So a recent proposal by two affordable housing developers, Lucha and Full Circle, wants to bring 40 affordable apartments to an old church at Division and Spalding in Humboldt Park. I recently covered a community meeting about it and most neighbors were really in favor of it. And especially folks who said they've been displaced from the community really want this here. And this, this project is really geared towards working families. There's gonna be two to three bedrooms and rents are gonna vary depending on income level. At the meeting, alderperson Jesse Fuentes, the developers, neighbors, really applauded this proposal and said that it is just a drop in the bucket to increase the affordable housing stock options in the area. So this project still needs zoning approval. It also needs state funding to subsidize those affordable units. But people who have been displaced and who want to stay in the, this community here really say that this is a step in the right direction. And if it does get approved, it would join a series of other affordable developments that are being built right now in the area. Those reports were all on our TV show, On the Block, which airs Thursday nights at 7 
on the U and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on CW26 Chicago. And you can find all the listings and the episodes at CW26Chicago.com. We're also on the radio Wednesday, Thursday, Friday mornings on the Bob Surratt Show on WGN at 720 on your AM dial. And here's some recent reports from our Seamus Toomey. Uh, this is uh, this is good news every year. The annual tradition at the Music Box, the Sound of Music sing-along coming back. Yes, we're a little bit lighter fare here. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah, the Music Box. Uh, they did this first in 2001, and it was such a big hit that they decided to uh, just keep doing it. Um, uh, fun thing. I know my my daughter would probably love this, um, even though it's like a three-hour movie. But <laughs> they uh, they play the sound of music. They put subtitles on there. Um, they've got an organist, and they uh, just encourage everyone to uh, sing along to all the music. Uh, they have some props as well i think they've got some uh, some some puppets for that puppet scene um <laughs> as, as well as uh, they pass out uh, edelweiss flowers for uh, for uh, christopher Plummer's big scene so uh, yeah it's uh, it's a lot of fun holiday tradition it's going to be thanksgiving weekend they're going to do eight shows um november 24th to december 3rd uh, at the music box which is uh, on right there about southport and irving park yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet they sell out fast. Yeah, it's it's an extremely popular um, uh, event. I'm not exactly sure how many tickets are left, especially now that we talk about it on WGN. But uh, if you're looking for uh, something fun to do with the family, and if the sound of music is one of those family mo- movies that uh, your your household appreciates, this, this would be a fun one. Lots of kids will be there, too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's talk about Navy Pier and the Crystal Gardens and how people can help out here. Yes, um, the Navy Pier, there are crystal gardens in, in just the, the big sunlit room on the, on the top of Navy Pier. Uh, they are in the process of uh, removing the crystal gardens and turning it into one of those um, immersive display uh, uh um, operations, kind of like how they did the Van Gogh exhibit. Um, they're trying to, um, you know, they're pretty frank about it. They're trying to generate some money for it. Um, and so they're bringing in this place called the Illuminarium. But it, uh, the problem is that all of the, uh, the tropical plants that have uh, graced that garden for years, um, they're having, they were having some trouble getting, uh, distributing them. I mean, some of them were, were easy and people, uh, they were able to, what they say, rehome them. Um, but a lot of them, uh, were too big, uh, too expensive to move. But uh, this one group stepped in. A bunch of volunteers have been going there and watering them and keeping them alive. But uh, this one group ended up with uh, just a whole store full of them. It's a place called the Insect Asylum on uh, Milwaukee Avenue in Logan Square. Good name. Yeah, it's a a taxidermy museum. So if you're looking for something odd, (laughs) um, they posted a picture of what it looked like in their place. And it looked like the Crystal Gardens. But they said, hey, we're just temporary keepers of the if anyone wants to come by and pick them up, please come by and pick them up because they have no intention of being completely loaded with uh, with palm trees and other <laughs> tropical plants. So if you're in the market, uh, you might want to call ahead and just, just check to see if, uh, if uh, they're going to be open and still doing this. Um, but it's at 2870 North Milwaukee Avenue. Free plants, everybody. Free plants. There you go. A great feel-good story from the Blackhawk. Yeah, this was a great story. It all played out last night at the United Center. Um, a guy named Joseph Fultman, uh, he 
it was given a chance for a tryout for the Blackhawks uh, in 1967. Uh, he had gotten he was a in a in a league, and he, they wrote to him and said, "Come on in, let us know uh, when some good times, and he might get a shot." Um, he ended up enlisting um, uh, with the Marine Corps and went to Vietnam shortly afterwards. He basically chose the Marines over the over the Hawks because his dad had fought in the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, and he knew he had to go. Um, He's been telling this story for years, and no one really quite believed him. They're like, yeah, sure you did. You could have played for the Hawks. Mm -hmm. And he could never find the letter that they had sent to him. Well, turns out uh, uh, it, someone attracted it down for him, and the son of an ex-girlfriend found it uh, in an attic and sent it to him. Hmm. And now things have just really sort of uh, <laughs> uh, gone great ever since. Uh, his daughter told the USO about it. The USO told the Blackhawks. And last night they brought in uh, Joseph Fultman to the United Center. They gave him his uh, a jersey with uh, the, the number one on it. He came out on the ice. The crowd cheered him. They heard the story. He got a standing ovation. Great. And, he, uh, and he really just got he got his due, and he's got the letter now framed. So anyone that doesn't believe Joe, Joe Fultman, was uh, could have been a Hawks goalie. He's got the uh, he's got the paperwork to prove it. Love that in Austin, the Forty Acres Fresh Market might actually open one of these days. What's the latest? Yeah, that's right. Uh, they just broke ground yesterday on this uh, on this market, really trying to expand food access uh, to the Austin neighborhood. Uh, lots of people coming together to um, to to build this and set it up. But it's really um, Liz Abana who's been uh, working on this for a long time, including doing pop ups and farmers markets. So best of luck to them. They hope to have it open in a couple um, a couple maybe at the end of the month. Fifty seven thirteen West Chicago Avenue. More on that and news about a West Town food pantry at blockclubchicago.org. Have a good weekend, Seamus. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. Great job there, Seamus. And thank you all for listening today. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast and head to blockclubchicago.org for more of these awesome stories. And we're a nonprofit newsroom, so please consider donating or becoming a member. And you can sign up for newsletters for free and great content each morning in your email box, blockclubchicago.org. Till next time, I'm John Hanson. Thanks so much for listening. We'll drop another pod on you soon.